0: Bonjour, Um, my name is Andrea Fulster. Being a PK, a preacher's kid, Advent and Christmas time can mean a lot of stress. For the church, it's one of the busiest and most beloved times of the year, and the focus on family brings out an all-hands-on-deck ethos for talent and efforts. Being a preacher's kid with a few undiagnosed neurological differences who loved performing and grew up joining various musical groups, that pressure built up even higher. As an adult, the extra crush that we all know that can come with working retail and service or end of term can only add to that and make it extra hard to function. Even since I began the process of figuring things out 11 years ago, I haven't worked out all the kinks. The struggle to be on time, to be memorized, to have everything ready, have gifts bought wrapped and decorated, to not spend Christmas Eve rushing to get everything done with enough time to spend the evening with family, to not hide my problems and then spend all night wrapping and leave myself groggy and foggy and emotionally rocky on Christmas Day. The struggle to not have days and nights filled with anxiety and depression and hopelessness, To put myself back together and repair relationships after disappointments or hurts my actions or inactions uh, might have brought into the season. It's probably a wonder I still have positive feelings about the holidays. There are other thorny issues that I get stuck on too. How do I find the perfect gift that says thank you for putting up with me? It's so easy to overspend, not just because of the warped thalamus or dearth of happy chemicals in my brain that team up and make it hard to rein in the must-shop feelings, but also because it feels so hard to repay my loved ones. How do I find gifts that say, thank you for supporting me, for helping me get to work on time? For driving me when you can and lending me vehicles when you can't because I have too much student and personal debt to afford a new car and I don't have enough spoons anymore to work three or five jobs. For driving me when you can and chatting with me in the morning so that I can start the day feeling good. For helping me eat because food preparation has too many steps and decisions and recall for my hunger foggy brain. For trying to buy and prepare foods I like, despite how complicated and uncertain a feat that is, thanks to my aversions, allergies, digestive system, and changing efforts to balance them. For changing your soaps, detergents, shampoos, conditioners, deodorants, cat litter, hair gels, garbage bags, and more, once I couldn't handle anything scented. For the chicken soup and crackers when I was sick. For the quiet and munches when I was studying. For all the time waiting for me on stairs and in cars and on couches. For being there with hugs and hangouts and Kleenex when I failed or was lonely. For the special suppers to celebrate my existence or achievements. For tears and smiles and photos when I finally convocated. For the tight hugs and faces beaming with pride every time I met you after coming off stage. How do I find gifts for that? Singing in front of a congregation or reading a script in development or coming out of costume after being on stage, the love and pride is so fierce and developing. How do I fit all of this gratitude into a Christmas card? So often, attempts to squash down fear and overwhelm and physical discomfort or pain takes the form, for me, of trying to escape into some version of story or playing a mindless game. Binging until I'm soothed. Now that I know some things, I'm working on it, trying to find strategies, but it's tricky. Because the season can be so overwhelming, the compulsion to flee reality is really hard to ignore. And when they need me most, my loved ones get less of me than they probably need, which tosses on the guilt and the spiral worsens, and then I'm left scrambling to finish, scrambling to translate all these big feelings and thoughts into things and words. Sometimes, if I'm lucky or self-aware enough, I remember to translate them into time. Time spent together. And honestly, that's what I remember most when I think about Christmas. The times we were firmly sent to bed by my exhausted mother because my brother, Nana and I couldn't stop making each other giggle late into the night. Time spent cuddling with my family and pets in the light of the Christmas tree as we snacked and watched holiday classics. Or the antics of our cats as the lure of ornaments or toys brought back their kittenish play. Hours spent watching sappy Christmas movies with my mom as we cover from the doings of the day. snickering and laughing with my brother, watching Chi shows or listening to mashups. Sending each other memes and catching up on what we put off watching until finals are over. Dad being Capra happy at events and on Christmas morning trying to capture all the joy, fellowship, surprise, and gestures of love. Gathering with friends full of stories and jokes, the warm and yellow and chatter glowing out the windows into the dark. All the time spent around the table, taking in the feast my mom worked so hard to put together. Introducing my partner during last year's dinner and being so happy at everyone getting along well, and seeing the pleasure it brought my mom. Not only had I found someone, but I found someone who turned out to love her stuffing recipe. There's also the image of me singing, Oh Holy Night, as my Nana cried in the audience that last time. From my early years up until she couldn't bake anymore, Her yearly tradition of making the most blissful, dark, and minty Nanaima bars and the sweetest cherry balls are recollections I can almost smell and taste. The same thing goes for the memories of my mom's nacho dip on Doritos after coming home on Christmas Eve. After Christmas Eve service, mom would be so busy all day and still somehow pull off an evening buffet for us to unwind with. There were also years of church potluck feasts. Sometimes a gift-sharing game we called Indian Bingo was included. And along with the stuffed belly after a long day was laughter, stories, and hugs and praise from the elders that helped me feel like I belonged and had a little bit of purpose. Before my eldest sister moved her family back to Manitoba, The food was preceded and followed by spinning my nephews around and around and around to keep them busy, trying not to wrinkle their cute little dress shirts or make them sick, and all of us kids laughing at their clumsy attempts to walk after. Years later, after my dad's church moved to the mission spaces on 20th, the potlucks involved feeling humble and awkward. I didn't know many of the people anymore, and how blessed and privileged I was was so illuminated. Social anxiety bonded with sensory overload in a major way, yet somehow there was kindness and welcome and good humor going around the tables as we ate. People had so little and still they gave gifts of inclusion and community and made me feel welcome. People gave their time. That's often the gift I need in one way or another and that I am trying a bit harder to give. Even as I paused while writing these words, upstairs there was a Christmas tree with lights on, another Christmas movie recording, and some time with my mom calling to me. Thank you for your time tonight. I hope you all find a little light and a lot of love and laughter in the times ahead of you.